Hi everyone, this is Danny, and welcome back to Rom Book Pod. And today I have a favorite, Sharonda Isadora. She's back with us. Hey Sharonda. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Much appreciated. Yes. I'm surprised you had the time. You're so busy. You got like, what you want about, (laughs) 10 podcasts now? (laughs) Only two minds and then three black chicks. So, yeah. It's like I have the time, but I don't have the time. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. You're just out here doing everything, doing big things. Yeah, I have to do things to keep myself busy. That's all I could do in this space and time right about now. Yes. All right, I get that. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about found family. And um, before we came on, I talked with that, talked to you a little bit about it. That like I really, I haven't really found a lot of found family books. Like uh, most of the stuff that I read that's found family, it's not really romance. And like I know right. a lot about it from like animes. <laughs> so like, every anime, <laughs> literally every anime is found family. I, I don't know one anime I've watched that's not found family. Like I right. just started one and and I'm on like the sixth episode and they're already like best friends. I'm like, y'all just met. Like <laughs> Well, I think that's the good thing about anime. Like, I, I feel like with anime, like, the stories are, like, really relatable, especially, like, if you're someone that doesn't have family. Because I'm watching Fruit Baskets right now, and that's uh-huh. another example of one where it's, like, found family. But anime is really just, like, you know, it's, it's relatable. Like, we don't have happy endings all the time, but I feel like, you know, with them, it's just a little bit more relatable as far as, like, real-life issues. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. when I was thinking of this trope, like mm-hmm. I could not think of it's it's like I'm like a very like stuff always comes to me like at the last minute and I'm like, Oh, this book, this book, you know. Right. That's how I am. So I understand. <laughs> right. So like when I was trying to I was like really trying to find I'm like, what can I read this month? Or what books have I read that are found family? And like nothing came to mind. And then like literally yesterday, I was like cooking dinner or something. And I was like, oh, why do you think of this book? Because that literally is found family. Like I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Have you read the Clean Girl series by Shelley Ellis? I oh my god, it's so funny you should mention that series because I have it on my. Uh, in my digital library, but I have not read that series yet. But I yeah. want to read it so bad, but I have it to read. But right. yeah. Nope. So, like with that one, it's set in, I believe they're in DC. And um, they're three girls that they grew up together and they're, they were best friends. And um, the girl who's in the first book, her name is Bina. They all went to this dance studio that Bina's mother owned. And over the years, they grew apart for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I think Bina always was home. I don't think she ever left, but I can't remember. But the other character, her name, oh, she's in the she's the heroine in the second book. Her name's Monique. She's like a big, big R and B pop star. And the third one, she really wanted to go and do like I believe it was like she wanted to be like a professional dancer, like out in the world. Gotcha. But they kind of like fell apart. 
So the um, heroine being or her mother was having trouble with her dance studio. And she called all, she called the other girls to come back home to help her. But she didn't tell her daughter. Because I believe the girls had a falling out some kind of way. Mm. So, like, they weren't really on speaking terms. But once her mother called and was like, I need you girls to come home, they dropped everything and came home. But they also had their own problems going on. And that's one of the things, like, being, like, something that I remember, like, I always told my dad, I'm like, when we were young, I remember times when my dad would go, like, my parents would be like, oh, we're going to the store real quick. And they would just leave us, you know, leave us. Because, yeah. like, they knew the people in the neighborhood was going to watch us, you know? Right, I exactly. That's how I was back then. Like, you know, like, if yeah. people saw you doing stuff, even if they weren't your parents, they were going to scold you and they were going to tell your parents. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, some of the, like, how I felt, like, this book, like, the mother figure, even though the the heroine, that was her mother, but she still was like the mother to these other girls, whereas though if they needed her, if she needed them, they were willing to drop whatever they ha- were doing and come and help her out. That and counts. I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a lot of times how found family is in a lot of black romances. It's not necessarily that parents aren't around, but right. that another person comes in like I know a lot of times people will be like oh that's my second mother like that right. doesn't mean like your mom is not doing for you but you feel yeah. for this person so much like that's like your mom too you know yeah yeah exactly you just it's like you said it's like having like a second parent or you know what I mean or just like just finding a second family that you can just go chill with and stuff like that so I think that's like a really good thing to see you know not just in romances like we see a lot of that especially like in well I see a lot of that like sometimes when you pick up women's fiction mm-hmm. you find a lot of found family you know between these women you know that are all friends you know you might have one that you know maybe didn't grow up you know with a parent or their parents or anything like that you know they find family you know, with this friend that they brought up in. And then, you know, you have all these women that come into the fold. So women's fiction is very good on, like, you know, that that trope. It's, it's just like, it's like they had, like, the perfect formula for it. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Because, yeah, when I think about a lot of, like, pre-romance books I've read that were, mm-hmm. like, I guess you would call them, like, black fiction, literary fiction. Like, what's the lady's name? Terry McMillan. Yeah, like her or like the who's the lady who did the Curtis Black ones? Ooh. Reverend Curtis Black. He was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it was an author. She did a lot of those kinds of books. That's why like I always say like what like what I was reading back then, it it is kind of like I guess you would just call it black literary fiction or whatever cuz it kind of yeah. had it had like women's fiction elements it had romance elements. It did sometimes it had some like urban fiction elements where like yeah, they just because off the wall stuff. Back then <laughs> they were really just like you said, black literature, you know, or black right. literary fiction. Like they really didn't have like genres or anything. It was just like all these things yes. thrown inside one story, and you know, 
authors back then, they just wrote whatever, you know, they wrote and that was it. And readers, you know, black readers just took it for whatever it was, you know what I mean? It's like, even when I was reading those kind of books, when I was like, you know, growing up or coming up or whatever, before I started dipping into romance, I just didn't know what the genre was. I just knew it was just a black book right? <laughs> written by a black author with black people in it. That's all I right. knew. You know, I didn't, I didn't really like section books off as, um, you know, urban fiction or women's fiction or anything like that. I just knew it was just black people in <laughs> books written right. by black authors. And that was just like, and I was just happy to see it. Like, I didn't even really like start knowing about genres really until I started blogging. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a, wait, that's under something. Like, I know. <laughs> like all right. those urban books, you know what I mean? You, I didn't know. I was just like, I just, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. I didn't know this was under a specific genre. I didn't right, know any section right. books like that. I just went, saw the book, I read the blurb, and was like, all right, I'm gonna get it, and that right, was it. Right. You know, but you know, you learn so much when you start, like, especially like doing a book blog and stuff. You learn so much. I was just like, I just wanted to get more books in my hand that had black people inside of the story. So I was like, I didn't know that was this so (laughs) right because a lot of times like I want to recommend a book that I read way back and I'm Mm -hmm. like wait a minute I'm like did it have an HEA because I'm like it had had romance in it but I'm like I don't know if it was an HEA at the end I'm like well let me read this again before I start telling people to read (laughs) this like what 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 is an HEA I'm like what is that what's that I'm like oh Okay, well, I don't know what all this, you know, all these tropes and all these neat things and all these genres. I used to just be like, I'm just reading books. I don't know what it is. And they'd be like, what? That goes? And I was just like, oh, well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And you know, that also kind of like puts you in a scene, you know, like not to get off subject, but you know, that also just puts you in the mind of like, you know, when you when we will go inside bookstores, you know, that's also for them just putting black books under the black section. Right, right. You know what I mean? So you're just picking up books. You didn't know what was what. You know, you didn't know what was a black romance. You didn't know what was an urban fiction. You know, we, we didn't know those things because they took all the black books and they put them in one section. Right, right. So we was just picking up books and reading them, you know. Only thing was, was the children's books might have been separated. <laughs> right, right. So, like, when I was thinking about uh, found family and stuff, and, like, I really think about a lot of Black authors, they're really big on, just, like, really big on family, period, in their books. Like, I, I like yeah. I said, I can't really, I can name, like, a couple books here and there where I've read that, you know, a parent wasn't involved or somebody had, like, a certain type of family that wasn't really receptive to them. But a lot of the ones I read are really big on family. So um, one of the ones I was thinking of is um, Ashley Nicole. She has a whole bunch of books about this family called the Masons. And it's like 511 cousins. It's like a big family. It's a lot of them. (laughs) It's a lot lot of cousins. But they're all really close. Like, because like one, one of the books I've read, it was a, oh, it was a Thanksgiving one. And it was called A Little Bit of Stuffing. And like they had 
Thanksgiving in like the garage with like chairs and tables because there was like so many people there. And then like other people, like one of the cousins, she's like one of the only girls, but all of her friends, they come to that Thanksgiving. Like that's their family because that's just how that family is. (laughs) And I was thinking about how she writes her heroes. Like the way she writes her heroes are like, those are the type of guys I like. Like the banner in between the hero and the heroine like if a dude said like some of the stuff that they be saying I'd be like you want my number like I never thought I was the heroine though but like the type of men she writes and I I said this in a tweet because someone else was talking about the Masons and I'm like she writes the type of heroes that I like and I've met in real life but they Mm -hmm. always have girlfriends (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy they always have girlfriends. Like, these guys, like, I'll meet, like, the banner in between the hero and the heroine. Like, I've had that banner with guys before, and then they'd be like, yeah, because me and my girl. And I'm like, shit. Right. I love that about Black romance. Like, Real V. Adams has a series. It's uh, Fallen Like a Johnson series. And there's the first book in that series is kind of like Sound Family, because who would be the heroine? You know, she's She's best friends with this man's wife. And, you know, her and the husband don't get along. But her, you know, her and the wife grew up together. You know, she slowly, like, first she came from a foster home. And then, you know, her family first brought her in, you know, and then they adopted her into the family. So, you know, that's kind of like the found family thing. And they just were like, best, you know, first they started off as best friends. You know, she came into their household and then her family adopted her. And... But her husband did not like each other. And the way they used to go at each other, it was just like, it was like the perfect setup to everything, you know, and for like trigger warnings for that book, you know, you have loss of a spouse, you know, it's it's a whole lot going on in that book, but it's such a good book. It's, It's an emotional book, but it's such a good book, but it was just like the perfect set up for like found family because you know uh, you also have like um you know like I said death of a spouse you know but when the wife dies you know before she dies they ask her to be um you know she carries a baby for them because the wife couldn't carry you know couldn't carry a child and you know she becomes you know their uh what do you call that oh my god I'm trying to think of the word like, I'm like a surrogate. Yeah, she becomes their surrogate. But, you know, when a wife dies, you know, she, you know, I don't know how Rizzy Adams even wrote that book because it was just like, it was a crazy setup. Because, like, can you imagine, like, losing your best friend that you're carrying, you know, her and her husband's child that you, you know, that you initially, you hate this man. But right. then y'all, you know, y'all come to be together, like, in a romance. By the end of the book, they're together. And I was just like, I don't even know how she pulled this damn story off. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and this is that, that's what I always say, like, the skill of, because Rosie was saying, I think I saw her tweet that she was trying to write something in first person. Mm. And she said she couldn't do it, so she went to third. And I'm like, she write books in third? Like, cause I'm not a big fan of third person, but some people yeah. write in third that I don't even recognize is third. Right. And then like some people where I'll read a book in third and like, I'm struggling and I'll be like, I don't know why I'm struggling to read this book. And then I'll be like, oh, it's in third person. That's why I'm not 
I can't. It's, I'm having a hard time reading it. But I was like, she writing third person because like I did not even recognize it because sometimes I, 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 I didn't even recognize it. Good. Yeah, I didn't even recognize it either. I guess it depends on like how like the banter between the characters and how yes. the story is kind of like you know flowing. So sometimes you go into these first person, second person, third person, and you don't even know you're reading it because you're just at this point, you know, you're really just into the story. So, you know, people be telling you, oh, I wrote it in this person. You'd be like, oh, you did? I didn't even notice that. Right. <laughs> just like, you're all in. So, like, that book was just like, that was love, the gift in that series. Um, and I think within that, that series, they do have, like, um, someone sibling. abrupt. Yeah, they, they, yeah. It's, a, it's a sibling set up, but they do have a sibling that that was adopted into the Johnson family. Like he, he wasn't born into the family, but he grew up into the family, you know. They consider mm-hmm. him like a brother. I haven't gotten to his book. So like how you were talking about, I think that's one thing, like to me, like the definitive thing that makes me, like once I started reading more Black romance, the thing that really stuck out to me was, it's the banner. It's the conversations that people have is that's the thing to me that stands out like I'm not like trying to down talk nobody else but to me a book that is written to try to appeal to a more wide audience versus a book that's trying to appeal to a specifically black audience like um um Tasha I was reading um a tweet Tasha L. Harrison well she tweeted this a couple times but Mm -hmm. she says her audience is black women so when you read her books you can tell that she's writing it for a black woman and that's one thing I've noticed when I read certain black books it's like the banner it's it can't it can't be replicated like you really have to be somebody who's engaged in conversations with black people all the time and it's not even like us like oh that person's not hood it's not even like hood versus city side or whatever it's just being around different types of black people. Right. People that live, black people live in the suburbs, black people live in the city, black people live in the country. Just different right. types of black people. These conversations are going to be a specifically black conversation. And exactly. that's the thing that draws me to these black romances are these conversations that are just they just black. I mean like it's like black Twitter like these co- these stuff people say on Twitter like either you know or you don't know. That's all it is. Right. And, like that, a lot of people don't know. Like, but right. that's and like I, what I, draws that, that, to flex. Yeah, and that does it for me. Like when I first started reading, like before I even started reading black romance, I was reading more IR romance, and I was just like, like the banter just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think I read. I think I read, um, I picked up a Christina C. Jones book, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it for me. I read her book, and I was just like, oh, my God. I can't even remember. I think it was the one with the brothers. It was three brothers, um, and they were like. Was it the, the right brothers? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. It, the, was, I, that, it was the first book. In that series, I believe, and I was just like, you know what, like, and I think I tweeted like way back when I read that book. I was like, I just love her characters because she give us blackity black butt characters. Yeah. Like, you go into the banter and you just like, this is how I talk 
to my sister. Yeah, you know, because you talk about the first one. So in the first um Wright Brothers book, and I've talked about that on the podcast before. The um brother, the brother, he used to be in the military, but he got hurt. Yeah, and he and this this is this is and exactly what you said. This is like I'm like this is something I would have said. So when him and the heroine were um about to get intimate. For the first time, he told her, he's like, you know, I have a um part of my leg is missing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Your dick still work? I was like, you know. <laughs> so when she said that, I was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like, okay, uh, so sorry for your leg, but we about to get into it. So right. do that part work. I don't, you know, it's, it's like in that moment, I'm so sorry. But I don't really care about your leg. But you know, do that part of your body work? Because if that part don't work, we might have some problems. Yeah, I mean, her book was kind of like dove me into um black romance. Like once I read her book, I was like, I got to have more. Yeah, because the banter is just like I love it. It's just like bathe me in it. (laughs) So. I want to talk about another um, Ashley Nicole series. Where, I've never heard um, her. And you know what? She has a lot of her books are shorts. So yeah. if you have like an hour and you could just throw in it. Well, I've, I've read her uh, nights like this series. It's not like found family or anything, but uh-huh. you know, some uh-huh. of the women throughout the series know each other. You know, they're either relatives or, you know, they just, you know, they're best friends. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, a little bit of, like, family, community. You know what I mean? But that series, I loved it. But it was just, like, all these people hooking up on the night of, like, a storm, you know? Uh, I think it was, like, a Northeastener. And it was so good. I was just, like, and they were all, like, the books were probably, all the books probably were less than, like, 70 pages. I was just, like, ah, I'm here for that. Right, right. So I I, I, like, I keep saying that like in this time novellas like I know by the end of it because always like when I um put stuff in my book my Goodreads I try to make my shelves as specific as possible mm-hmm. because like if I want to recommend somebody a book sometimes I can only remember like one aspect of the book so like yep. if I remember that it was a novella I can go to my Goodreads shelf and see everything that was a novella and know yep. that okay it was one of these books. That's so I know this year, read. like almost all of my books are gonna be novellas, like because <laughs> like I've been like right, I'm like I can't help. I mean, I need, just need my shelves organized. I mean, if y'all need to make the the app more, I don't even. I'd like just let me go to the web. I don't even like mobile apps. Like let me just go to the web page because I don't know what y'all app doing and it keeps shutting down on me. So um, this other um, the three books. I didn't read the first book in this series, mm-hmm. but the first book was Play for Your Love. The second book was um, Wait for Your Love. And the third mm-hmm. book was Meant for Your Love. So in the first book, the um, hero in the second book is the heroine in the first book's brother. So it's it's kind of found, fam- it's found family because these two groups of fr- um, siblings come together and mm-hmm. they become really close friends. So but the two um the two heroines in the play for your love and wait for your love they're sisters and they okay. come from a rich a rich family but their parents are assholes and they have two <laughs> other siblings 
and they're assholes too. But it's this part in the book. The um younger sister, her name is Sage, and she mm-hmm. does not like her brother's rice. And her brother's wife has this weird name. I can't remember what the name is, but she keeps calling her crudite. And that's oh. not her name. And she's <laughs> like, you say something crudite? And it's disrespectful. <laughs> She really is disrespectful because she doesn't even disrespect that girl. And she and the oldest sister tries to like make the peace with the family, but the family, the youngest sister is just like, I don't like none of y'all. And y'all can all kiss my ass. Oh my god. <laughs> the oldest like, sister oh, is kind of like, you know, she she tries to be, but she doesn't like the family either. So like they create their own little group with her friend and her, her and the, the um friend from the first book. I cannot remember her name. But the way that they came together as friends and the brother, he was there for um Dominique. That was the sister in the second book. But she really didn't want to blur those lines because she was kind of super straight laced. But like, you know, he'd always been there for her and I think a lot of times with the found family that some of the things I've have read, it's like sometimes you'll blur that. It's kind of like friends to lovers and found family because it's like this person always been there for you. Yeah. So like you kind of don't want to blur that line because like that's your rock, you know, that's your rock. And so something happens. Yeah, something happens. It is like putting this thing like what is more important like to have this support system like mm. some people put it like this support system is more important than my my personal happiness because I can be happy if I see him happy with somebody else when that's <laughs> actually a lie you know biggest <laughs> lie ever told as long as he's happy I'm happy girl stop lying <laughs> you ain't happy unless he with you you know who has a good example of that kind of storyline Christina C. Jones, Invitable Conclusions. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That, what you just said, fits that story perfectly because you have these two characters who grew up as family and they eventually become lovers, but that's what was the problem throughout the read. And it was more on her than him because, and it's like, it was weird because he came, you know, he was her best friend, helped her through a whole lot when she was growing up. She, you know, she was a teenage mom and all that other stuff. And, um, you know, he had his own set of issues. You know, his mother was, you know, trigger warning for mental illness. You know, his mother had a mental illness and stuff like that. So they were like there for each other as kids. But when they got older, you know what I mean? Like eventually they didn't want to sleep together, but they were sleeping together. You can probably call it maybe like friends with benefits kind of a thing but when you're mm-hmm. reading the story you can tell it was more her than him because it was like she kept saying things like 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 if this if we go into a relationship what if it don't work what if I lose it but I was like you're already sleeping with him like <laughs> that would stress me out so bad because I was just like because her uh, the main female character her name was Cora and I was just like Cora if you don't like oh my god like she had me so twisted up in that book like in the story because I was like this is crazy like what do you mean you're gonna be upset <laughs> because I was just like y'all already sleeping together like right what <laughs> that book was just a mess I was just like and I listened to the audio on that one so I was really just like 
so invested inside of it because right. I was just like, what is going on? But that is the perfect example of that. Kind of like friends to lovers, but it was mm-hmm. just like, it was just so much going on. And they were right. just like, they, he he wasn't because he was just like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Even if it don't right, work right. out, I'm going to still be your friend, girl. But she was just, <laughs> oh, she was, Christina, she just gave me a whole headache after I finished that book. So I was just like, I like that is one character you really just wanted to reach inside of the book and just smack her because I was just like, girl, what are you, you doing? <laughs> why are you acting like this? Like this man loves you, girl. Like even if it don't work out, you know, he was like, we still could be friends. And she was just like, I don't know. And I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> right. that was the perfect setup for that because it's it's like you know, and he's like you know, like, stepping dad for her daughter, you know, her, you know, for her, like, her adult daughter, you know, even when her daughter was growing up and stuff, and I was like, and you acting like this, girl, if you don't get with that man and cut it out, and he buying you red bottoms, you know? Right. <laughs> and you couldn't even keep girlfriends month, because of you. What? Right. Because <laughs> last month we did, um, our trope was Friends the Lovers, and I also was thinking, I'm like, fam, family and friends and lovers is like a big overlap because a it lot really, of times these yes. friends are like your family like I feel yeah. like if if I ever been to one of your family functions we like family like <laughs> you know because <laughs> you just don't invite I, I mean I have plenty of friends like I have friends that don't even know like they'll be yes. like oh what's your mother's name like yes. obviously we ain't that type you yes. know my mother's name like it's, it's but like they have those other friends that are like really like, like it, it's, I just be like it, it really does overlap and kind of like intertwine with each other because you just be like you have these friends you know they grew up they you know they family know each other they going to each other cook cookouts and stuff like that it, it's a lot so but that <laughs> book is the perfect example for what you just explained it really really is I see a lot of and I guess it could sometimes, I guess it depends on where it is, but mm-hmm. a lot of times found family for, for found family for black authors is just a community of other black people. Like these necessarily don't have to be like family members, but this right. just a black community. Cause something I noticed a lot of times when I read black romances is like they'll emphasize that like if they went to a store or something, they're like, yeah, you know, I stopped at this um, yarn, this black-owned yarn store to get something. You know, they always emphasize that these businesses that they they go to are black-owned. Mm. You know, that's like a big and part of so it. So I have read, um, Tay Russ has a series there. What's this? I can't remember the name of this. Oh, the series is The Sweet Rapid, The Nobles of Sweet Rapids. And it's like this fictional town. Yeah, it's a fictional town that's Uh like, but it's it's like in between Reno and some other city, and I don't know the city. I want to say Los (laughs) Angeles. I I think like the only city I know there is the ones that they said in the book. Like I don't know any other city, but these are like people's like, oh, I have a place in Lake Tahoe. I'm like, I know where that is. And I know, and then I'm like, it's, and then I'm like, is Sweet Rap is a real town, or she, did she make that up? I don't, I don't know anything about Nevada. Oh my god, that's too funny! Like, ooh, that, that's real. 
But yeah. Right. Sometimes I'll be reading stuff and I'm like, that was real. Like, I thought you made that up. I'm telling you, like, most of the times you really can't tell anymore. You just right. you really have to, like, Google. Like, is that a real place? Like, I don't Girl, next know. time, next time I go near Vegas, I'm going to Sweet Rapids. She's like, Sweet Rapids, like, hey, it's not a real place. Like, I don't even know if it's real, but it might be. It might be. It might be some little town down there. Let oh, me find out. Gracious. Let me just comb the whole state. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the um hero in this one, his name is Isaiah, and he's a quadruplet. And and this is getting me on another tangent because I've read, I haven't read so many damn quadruplets, quints, sextuplets until I was reading Black Murmurs because she has. Matter of fact, the um book, Ashley Nicole's book, the last mm-hmm. one, um, Meant for Your Love, Sage, the guy she winds up with, he's a triplet. And then in this book, Noble Love, Isaiah mm-hmm. is a quad. He has a brother named Ian and then a sister named Isabel and another sister named Izzy. And then um, Stephanie Nicole Nora, she has a book with sex tuplets. Oh god. And I was like, y'all are really bang like on kids. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but in um in um no love um Isaiah, he he's a quad and like his brothers and, and his sisters, his bro- they were like um really smart. They graduated high school at fifteen and they had like real they were really talented musicians, but they split apart because um, their father had a business that him and his wife built up from the bottom. You know, they had a natural hair um, company and it was like a real big presence in their town, Sweet Rapids. Everybody knows Noble Naturals and all, all, all the people use it. I'm not sure if it was a specifically black town, but kind of from the vibe I was getting, I think it was. Okay. And when they finished college, they kind of split apart because they wanted to figure out who they were aside, you know, on their own, not being these quadruplets. They wanted to pursue their own passions, but they all knew that eventually they were going to come back to their father's company that, well, their parents' company and run it, but they just didn't want to do it right now. So um, Isaiah, he was a musician and he was the oldest son. And then father called, Isaiah back home he's like the business needs your help but he just really wanted his kids back home so he was like you know if I get Isaiah to come back home and get him into the business right you know the rest of them will come so he's like I need your help and um the heroine in that book her name is Tessa and her family also have a has a business they have a bakery and her and her sister they help with their parents bakery they used to be their grandparents and like the big, like they were both of this book was really focused on family businesses, but like the difference was Isaiah, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to deal with his family business right now. He knew that always was going to be his end, his end goal. You know, right. he always was going to be wind up taking over, but he just didn't want to do it right now. He wanted to do it when he was ready to do it. And on the flip side, Tessa her and her sister had a bunch of ideas for this family bakery, but her mother would not give up control. She wasn't ready to give up control. So you had like this dynamic of somebody who's kind of running from family 
obligations. And then you have this other character that's wanting to build this family business to which they think it could be, but the parents aren't ready to give them the control yet. Wow. But it was, um, and this is another thing, like this book is one of those books where when you talk about having a conflict in a book and that it doesn't have to be this, because really it was the romance, but the conflict in the book was really about them and their family obligations. That was the Mm. main conflict in the book. It wasn't their relationship. And that's what a lot of times when I say like some books don't need this black moment, you don't need that because like it did have like a little one, but it's, it was something that was understandable. It wasn't like a um, like you know where they do something stupid just to just to make a breakup, <laughs> right? But she somebody said something. You know how people always say the comment that you get in your own head, and she was like, "Well, you don't even live here, and how do I know you ain't gonna leave me?" And then I'm here by myself, and she kind of shut him out. And then he came back like it was like an hour or something later. He like look. You ain't gonna be getting on me about this because I said I wanna be with you. So that means we're gonna be together. Like <laughs> where normally that would be the black moment in a book. But he's like, no, we're gonna get this straightened out now. We're gonna get it straight out right now. We ain't gonna be, you know, calling me three late days later or a week later. We're gonna get this straight right now. I said you my woman. Right. Right. <laughs> but I think a lot of um books, black books focus on that big family element and a lot of it is like either running from this family obligation or mm-hmm. um, you know because even like I'm thinking about um Reese Ryan with her Bourbon Brothers series it, it was really about family too because in the first book because they the um Bourbon Brothers that was like a um liquor business uh, out you know like Jim Daniels type of business but the heroine in the first book she felt like her grandfather was cheated because he kind of helped develop the the bourbon, but he never got no credit for it. So she was like, you know, y'all cheated my grandfather, so I'm gonna come in here and get my family what we do, you know. So it had that big family a- aspect of and ob- how you feel obligated to not obligated, but you know how we are like, don't say nothing about my family, you know, or like don't. Yeah. Yeah, like just just keep it to yourself. If you have something to say, just keep it to yourself. It's funny because I was thinking about this in in the aspect of romance. Like romance is like my family. Like I can talk shit about my family, but if if you're not in the family, don't talk shit about my family. Like like, mind your business. It's okay. Right. Not romance. Right. So I can complain about romance because I'm in this world. (laughs) But if you outside the romance world, don't talk shit about romance because I'm gonna cuss you out. Like, <laughs> I don't think people really like understand all of that. But right. I, I like the combination of that. Like, you get a romance, and then you have like these people that are struggling with like you know what whatever you know what other family uh, issue that is going on. You know, because they have to deal you know, with this romance and then they have to deal with, you know, like if they have a family issue, it's like now I gotta sit back and solve this too. It's like like dang, you know, I'm trying to get with you, but also got this going on, so I can't be 
I can't be concentrating about this crazy stuff. That becomes the conflict. It's like, okay, I have this obligation to my family, but I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that booty too. Like, so. Family over booty, booty over family, you know. And then that too kind of, and that too kind of comes to like if you think about found family, because a lot of found family is the family you choose. So it's yeah. a lot of times it's like, okay, so if if I'm choosing this guy over these family obligations, that's the family I'm choosing is to create right. something with this person, than to be tied down to this obligation to family members that may not have my best interest at heart because like in the second bourbon brothers book this is like um and i hate secret baby so i don't know why i like this book but i did but the second book was secret baby and the the hero in this book it was um billionaires billionaires baby legacy i cannot remember the name but we'll have it for you but his the heroine was his sister's best friend like oh they grew God. up together. So and, and he always had a crush on her, but you know, she never really looked at him. She like, you know, that's my friend little brother. Like, that's a right. little homie. You know, I don't I don't like him. Right. But as he got older, he uh got money in tech. He was really rich. And she wound up getting pregnant, but she kept it a secret from him. Ugh. And he found out. And so he was like, you know, you gonna marry me. She like, I ain't marrying you. I don't want to marry you. <laughs> she like, I can't get these kids baby. on my own. Right. But his family, which was her best friend, they were like, oh, you set, you set him up, you know. So right. he was kind of like, do I stay with my family that's really like antagonizing my kid's mother, or do I create this new family with? woman and these kids were gonna have because like right. I mean his that was one of the books where I wanted to jump in the book and fight somebody because his family was like oh you a gold digger you set my brother up you ain't what? nothing but this was yes and this was her best friend like wow. you really thought this about your best friend like he really pretty much had to cut his family off because they That's were like terrible. oh you it was so bad it was so bad like that I think they had because the um couple in the first book I think they had an event and he was there and his family came because I think his, I think they were related I think their mothers were sisters or their fathers I can't remember what if it was like but they they were cousins and they were like when she saw she like I ain't going to your family event and they like no every my family like you and she like I ain't going but. It was like drama, like, and he at the end of the book, he pretty much had to be like, look, either y'all gonna support us or cutting y'all off because <laughs> it's not gonna be no choices of her or y'all. I'm choosing her always. Right. It's gonna be her. And yeah, see, see, and this is see, this is why I like this is the aspect of this podcast that I like because sometimes you'll say, and not even necessarily podcast, but like when talking about tropes. Right. I think a lot of times you need to talk through stuff because when you think of, like I said at the beginning, I couldn't think of anything found family. But talking it out, I'm like, oh yeah, this book was then found family. Oh yeah, pop this up was... in your mind. Right, right. And then you really get to, ex- you know, ex- examine it in like a different way when you can talk it out rather than just sitting and thinking like, 
I can't just sit and think about something. I'm like, I don't know. It's even like when people are like, oh, what book had this trope? I'm like, I've never read a book with that trope. And I could have read a book with that trope the day before. (laughs) But my mind is just like, I don't even know what a trope is. Like, I don't know. (laughs) When you are able to talk it out, you know, you get the, oh, yeah, that was this trope and that was this and, you know. True. It's like black romance are really like a lot of like soap operas because they have so much extra stuff in it and and I really think that's kind of where I identify with it too because I grew up on soaps and I'm like I like the romance part but I like them little other intriguing parts too but I do like the role what always brought me back was the romance too yeah it's always like extra drama and you just like where did all this extra drama come from like oh my god just 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 a lot (laughs) Yes, and soap operas. Those are like those are like found family too, because you always have somebody come to town, and the next thing you know, that's somebody's son. Right? <laughs> like, when did you have a son? Right. Exactly. Oh my God. I like I, I I don't really like you. Really, just found find out about like found family and community. Like once you go inside of the story, like you really don't know. You know, like it's really not really like in the blurb or anything like that so you really mm-hmm. only getting it right. once you start reading the book right, you know what I right. mean so it's a lot so I just yeah, like okay yeah. like That's- when I read Beverly Jenkins book in her Blessings series like that mm-hmm. book is really big on like you know found family and community you know yep. and things of that nature but I only read like the 10th book in the series like it's so sad because you know people be like there's only so few books of hers that I read and I like the book but it's like since it was book 10 I was like you know what I gotta go and read this whole series but I like the idea of reading about you know this black woman you know she's old she's 52 years old you know she's a divorcee and she's um you know and she goes by a town that was you know built by free slaves and I'm just like that is awesome but you know you get that whole sense of community and found family when you mm-hmm. read that series you know what I mean but I love that book like the 10th book it was it was it was crazy because it was so much stuff going on but you know if you go in to like the last book in the series it's like dang I gotta read I gotta go back and read like all of this now like I just can't pick up on book 10 but I liked it for what it was but that's a that is another series that is really awesome on um you know found family and community if people are interested yeah you know know they're making that one into a um I think it was Al Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to her. There was one book that she had that was put into a movie. I watched it on Amazon, like when it first. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, it was more like an independently made movie. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it was good for what it was. But yeah, yeah. That's how. That's how sometimes I I scale them like. Cause there's some money, some movies out there that had big budgets, and I'm like, all that money, and that's what y'all did. Yeah, and I was really interested because I think it, it wasn't one of her like historical one of her historical romance or anything. I think it was more one of her contemporary 
um, yeah, romance. Yeah. I and I was really too. interested in the heroine because, you know, you have this woman, you know, she's like, you know, she's in that sports agency business, like a male-dominated business, and, you know, she's walking around with a gun in her purse. Yeah, I'm like, girl, you uh, better... <laughs> You better get it, you know. I think that was one of her um um romantic suspense books. That's what I yes, think. Like, that's exactly I mean, what it was. It was like, but it. I mean, to me, it wasn't like a typical romantic suspense that I have read from white authors because most yeah. of the ones I've read from white authors are like somebody's on the run from the cops. But this <laughs> was like one of those family drama types, you know? Like yeah, I said, like yeah. you have they just. Some, like I said, some black books, it'd be like, all right, the main story is going to be romance, but we're going to throw right. a thriller in there. We're going to throw this in there. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of thriller. You know, might have some <laughs> right. murder, you know, you know right. some right. conniviness going on up in there. So, like, once, do, once I saw the movie. Shady. That dude was shady as hell. He but that's terrible. the one thing I said when I watched it. I said, he played that part because he looked yes, like, he looked like he was shady. <laughs> I was just like... Now, now, after I watched the movie, I was just like, you know what? I got to go and read the book because, right, right. listen, what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> but it was right. so good. But that dude was so shady. He was just, like, just conniving, backstabbing, you know what I mean? Like, trying to take this woman business from up right. under her and stuff. I was just like, that was just like, he was the worst. I was like, I want right. somebody to kill him. <laughs> portrayed like the relationship between yeah. you know him and his brothers and you know the relationship they had with their father I did love the way they portrayed that inside of uh, the movie or well mainly the book you know what I mean because based off the book but I love that because you know you really sometimes you know even in black romances or black stories you know it's always just like you have like these really strained you know parent-child relationships mm-hmm. so it's always like good for me to see like when people write positive you know, stories where, you know, the parent and the child, you know, no matter how they all have like such a good relationship. And I love that relationship between them men, especially black men, you know, because it's yeah. just like, geez, like, do we always got to get like such, so many, <laughs> you know, so crazy. But yeah, I love that aspect of it. I was just like, oh my God, that was so good. But, you know, and I was just like, all right, Miss Jenkins, I see you. So I realized that I have to read you know, outside of her story. Right. Okay. Yeah, she's dipping her pen in a little bit of everything. Okay, sis, right. I see you. Uh, you <laughs> so, so yeah. she from Detroit, so she got a little thug in her. <laughs> I was like, all right. I said homegirls are walking around with a gun in her purse and she was like, I will use it. I was like, I know that's right. right. 
Okay. I'll bust a cap right up in you. Stop it. <laughs> But yeah, that that was a good one. But her blessing series, I was just like, even though I only read the one book, and you know, you always say when you read a series, you always say, especially if you start late in the series, you always say, oh, I'm gonna go back and read the rest of the books. But you know, Tom ain't never good to read us, so. Oh, and and <laughs> I'm the type of person I get discouraged. If you said book ten, I'm like, I'm just gonna start. We gonna we gonna we gonna put the zero in front of the one and say that's book one. And I was like, let me just get it and see. But I just like the whole setup of that book, especially, you know, with the heroine Bernadette being like an older woman and, you know, coming, you know, coming from married life and being divorced and just finding her way, you know, even if it's on her own, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her husband would have got it. She should have shot him a long time ago or her ex-husband. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's just how I felt about it when I was reading. I was like, girl, why you don't have this man beat up? You own a whole town. Kill him and bury his body somewhere. Just just kill him. Right. (laughs) That's how I was reading it. Like, why is he still alive? Why is he still breathing? Like, what? He would be buried somewhere 10 feet deep. Not even 6 Mm -hmm. feet 10. Right underneath underneath City Hall. (laughs) And nobody can say something. Say nothing because I own the whole town. What you did before? Mm-mm. Now, what mayor? The mayor don't own the town. I do. He can't tell y'all. <laughs> Crazy though. But yeah. But that was also a good book that I read in the series. So we wound up. We wound up finding finding a whole bunch of stuff. You know, we put two yeah. two minds are better than one. Two minds better than one. <laughs> but um, I had a great time talking to you, Sharonda. Like. Oh, I always I really enjoy myself did. talking to you guys. Right. I, I like always like when people invite me on stuff because you know, feel wanted. You know, <laughs> it's good to feel wanted. That's right, amen. <laughs> okay, oh so tell everybody, remind everybody where they can find you. They can find me on social media. You can find me on Twitter under BBR Reviews. If you follow me, just know I don't talk about books all the time. I do talk some mess sometimes. So, you know, just just follow me with caution. <laughs> on Instagram, I'm under Brave and Babe Reviews, all spelled out. And my blog is under the same name, Brave and Babe Reviews. So that's where they can find me. And I have a podcast as well under the same name, Brave and Babe Reviews. Right. But, yeah. And they can find you with... um three black chicks where you talk about yes. books and everything else involving yes. black people. Yes. You can also find me on three black chicks where we talk about a mm, whole lot of stuff outside of books. Right. We, life, we just be we just be chilling, kicking it, you know, offending people sometimes, but we'll be alright. They'll be alright. Hey. Yeah, they be alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I forgot what else. That's all I'm gonna say. Peace. Okay. Oh. <laughs> she said, that's all I got. Mm, nope. Great. Right, that's all I got. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours. If you like weekly recs for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Rom Book Pod. That's R O M B K P O D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.